Thank you for joining me again for another day of central moments. We're in the middle of Genesis. And if you've ever uh, been really hurt by other people, you've really felt betrayed by them, or you've been the victim of a lot of family dysfunction, then, uh, then I believe the story we're going to be unpacking today will be so real that you'll probably almost be able to taste it. Um, Rebecca had twins. She was Isaac's wife. And God had promised her that those twins represented two nations. Uh, Esau, one of those twins who technically came out of her womb first, was the firstborn. He became father of the Edomites, the Edomite nation. And if you ever visited the world-famous tourist site of Petra, that's, a, that's in the heart of what was the Edomite nation. And then the other son was Jacob, whose name would later be changed to Israel. He'd become the father of the Israelites. But Rebecca was told the younger will serve the older. That was culturally impossible. That was never, the, the, the eldest always had the privileges and the blessing. But they went and, 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 and at the end of, of Isaac's life, when he's blind, uh, Jacob disguises himself in terms of how he feels. He's a very hairy, Esau was a very hairy man. He disguises himself as Esau and steals the blessing that Isaac was wanting to give to uh, uh, to Esau himself. So, verse 32, his father Isaac asked him, who are you? Because Esau, after Isaac had posed as Esau and taken the blessing, then, then Esau comes in with the fields with his father's favorite food uh, after hunting the wild game. And, and so his father Isaac asked him, who are you? And he said, I'm your son. I'm, I'm your firstborn. I'm Esau. Verse 33, and Isaac trembled violently and said, who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it just before you came, and I blessed him, and indeed, he will be blessed, not you. And when Esau heard this father's words, he burst out with loud and bitter cry and said to his father, bless me, bless me too, my father. And Isaac answered Esau, no, I've made him, Jacob, Lord over you, and have made all his relatives his servants, and I have sustained him with grain and new wine, so what can I possibly do for you, my son? He had essentially given Jacob, the secondborn, the inheritance that belonged to the firstborn, and he put his blessing over the firstborn. Now, this is what God had said would, uh, Jacob was destined to. He was destined to rule over his older brother. But they did it by lie and deception. And look at the pain it created in this family. Isaac is trembling violently, and Esau just bursting out and crying and, and just begging his father. I mean, this welcome to family dysfunction. And he says in verse 39, Isaac, to Esau, your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of heaven above. And if you've ever been to Petra, you, you know what he's talking about. You will live by the sword and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke off from your neck. See, there it is. You're going to serve your younger brother. This was unheard of culturally. And Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He said to himself, the days of mourning for my father are near. And after my father dies, then I'm going to kill my brother, Jacob. Although God's plan was for Jacob to rule over his older brother, they did it in a deceptive way. They didn't trust God, Jacob and his mother. They didn't trust God. 
to bring forth this plan in God's way. I want to tell you, every God alternative in your life will turn around and hurt and victimize you in the end. There's needless pain. There's needless confusion. There's needless dysfunction in our relationships where, where we take even the good things that we feel God's promised, but we become manipulative. Some of us are far too controlling in our relationships. And every relationship you're controlling in order to get people to be what you want them to be, you're probably strangling the life out of that relationship. But there's a very different way to live. It's that life of surrender to the Lord. The Puritans used to have a way of praying with their hands up, their hands down, and their hands up. And that's exactly how I'd like to lead you in prayer right now because it has everything to do with God's plan and, and really being surrendered to his plan. So let's pray that way. Father, with our hands up, we, we just give you our lives. We, we don't have our fists clenched, just our hands up in surrender to you. Everything in our life, our failures, our, our hopes, our possibilities, our successes, everything we just give to you. And then, Lord, most importantly, we turn our hands over and we let go of all the things we're trying to control and manipulate in our strength. All the places where we're just stressed out because we feel the pressure's all on us and we got to make it happen. And yet you're the God who's so full of power. And so with our hands up, we, we just, with open hands, receive the power of the Holy Spirit. We let go of doing things our, our own way and we just receive your power with you, nothing's impossible. You can, you can move around situations in which we cannot. You can do this. I pray you will help us to follow your way, Lord, and avoid all the pain and dysfunction and hatred that comes when, when we mess up our world by trying to take things into our own hands. We just pray you'll help us. We just receive your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.